This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Silver mines, there's a kind hearted woman, she's looking so fine, always taking care of her community, bringing folks together is her cup of tea. She's out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart. It's about town, Deb. And welcome to this week's episode of City Talk. <laughs> And I am About Town Deb, Debbie McCarthy, your host. So happy to be back here. I am home. Usually I'm all about, all over town, on the road. But today I'm right here in my little studio at home. And my good friend, Bill Brown, author, amazing um, anchorman, everything, expertise, amazing friend, good dad, community leader, Bill Brown. Hello. Hello. How are you? I, I hope you're feeling better. I am feeling better because you're with me. That's why. <laughs> you smooth talker. <laughs> I'm a smooth, I learned from you listening to you many years on TV being a smooth talker. I know. I have to like learn from somebody. So but I want to say thank you for rescuing me because we were just to be out in the open. We were going to be at Engine 8 because Wednesday night is my hometown heroes. They're having an amazing fundraiser at Engine 8 Urban Winery and Sparks. So if you're out and about and you want to stop by, I'm sure they love any extra donations. Um, my hometown heroes. So, um, but instead, I've kind of decided the last week that I needed to take some Debbie downtime because there's so many events that have been going on and I just kind of thought you know I don't have to be everywhere all the time and I don't have to be at every event because I have amazing partners in the business community like Dorinda's Chocolate so I really want to before I even thank my sponsors I want to thank Amber Hill um, with Dorinda's Chocolate the GM because she literally said what can I do I know you want to take a break so she went up in the balloons for me. So she represented about Tom Deb in the balloons. Oh, and we had her launch at the shore at the Renaissance in Reno downtown. Um, the shore is a beautiful. Have you been to the shore restaurant, Bill, at the Renaissance? I have not. Not yet. It used no. to be the Sienna. Okay. Well, it used to be the Sienna. It's been the Renaissance for a couple right. years. Um, they have my wine, my About Town Dev Red Wine by Crystal Basin. So we launched it and Amber brought chocolates. So we had chocolate and wine. And then after that, I decided I'm going to take a little breather, kind of overdid it. So um, anyway, we had the balloon races. We had the camel races. The rib cook-off was before that. So there was so many things going on. And I actually, for the first time in a long time, just have been home kind of working on stuff and recouping from being over exhausted. So, but um, Amber, I just want to give her a shout out because sometimes we do need to count on our friends. And so Bill is rescuing me because we were going to be on out on location. I said, Bill, I'm going to be home, please. I want to hear what's been going on. So that's why we have Bill tonight and we'll have him many more times, I'm sure. But without gratis gifts processing, without Holland Ryan Plastic Surgeon, without Wild River Grill, 
um, Surratt Law Practice in Real City. I've got my cup. I've been drinking lots of water and tea lately. So I know. Where's the wine? The wine is for later. Um, but anyway, I want to thank them. And phoenixmedia.us, Christian, he's the man behind the screen. And one of these days, he needs to pop on here so people can see he's a real person. And he's not like the Wizard of Oz back there. So I really do want to thank everybody for always being there. And Grandma being at Glenda, I always give them a shout out because without them, I wouldn't be here. So thank you, Grandma B. So, Bill, I just got to say, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. And your beautiful wife, Teresa, be sure to give her a big hug for me tonight because I know she's a, a huge part of your new journey. Um, and I know oh, yes. that I want to give kudos. I know that. And you've had a few businesses you guys have done together. And she's like a smart cookie and an amazing nurse, healthcare out there taking care of everybody and taking care of you when she needs to and you taking care of her. And I love the fact that um, you are so good about sharing how amazing and incredible your your love is and your family is. And I think mm -hmm. more people need to be open about that. You know, it's okay that, you know, you cook and you write and you, and she, it just, I love it. So I want people to know the family bill as well as the news anchor and as well as the author, who would have thought so, Bill, tell us a little yeah. bit about a little bit about your background um, before we go into the second segment. I wanted them to know how amazing you are. Well, first of all, um, you talked about Teresa being a fantastic nurse. She is. She yes. saved my life five times because I had a, mm. a problem with my uh, tubes in here, and five right. different times she was there and pumped everything out. Heimlich. Mm. So we've gotten that taken care of, but uh, she is my guardian angel. There's no doubt about that. And she's a wonderful person. She has her own company going now. Um, yeah, I want to make sure we talk about that. We'll do that towards the end. But um, I was in the business for 40 years. I anchored for 35 years. And like you were talking about, I wrote this book 40 years ago. And then when the pandemic hit, everything just took off because I was inside. And you were typing away. Your mind was going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. I, I just yeah, it does. I, I, never, I, I just can't believe that how. So 40 years ago, tell us a little bit about before break. Once again, a tiny bit how that 40 years ago, what was on your mind to say, I want to write this book way back then? I'll tell you exactly what it was. Um, I was living at my folks' home, and actually it's more than 40 years. It's closer to 45 or 46, maybe 48. I'd seen the movie Jaws, and I thought, people are afraid to go into the ocean. What would make them afraid to do something else? And I hit on the idea for the, the novel that was called The Beast at that time, but has since been retitled. Ah, well, it's almost break time, so we're gonna keep that beast at hand right now and we're going to take our first break and we come back we're going to hear more about bill and these amazing adventures because when you i hope that you will share a little bit about like i want you to read an, a clip of something because i'm telling you when you read it you feel like you're right there and i want people to feel that excitement and the scariness of that you created all in your beautiful mind so we'll be right back at city talk with about tom dev and bill brown hang tight
is out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart. It's about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. It's About Town Deb, Debbie McCarthy with City Talk. And I'm so honored to have Bill Brown on the set today. I'm sorry, just get used to it. Because, you know, you are, <laughs> you're, you're, the people who don't know, who don't, who have not lived in Reno, you are the Bill Brown. And now Bro. you are the author, Bill Brown. And um, I was telling Grandma B, my mom, I said, oh, my God, I need for Christmas, I need to get her your whole series because literally she loves like spooky stuff and loves that kind of mysteries and and the paranormal how do you say paranormal par- how do you say that paranormal paranormal i said yes. it right okay so yes, let's go back to, uh, i don't know so let's go back to over 40 years ago a young man mm-hmm. and let's finish that story because you know the beginnings oh it's oh my gosh my quote that I'm going to read later, it fits again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I pick out these quotes like weeks ahead. Oh my gosh. Okay. We'll go back to that. So t- tell us what that young man felt and how it happened. I was, I was so thrilled by the movie that I saw and the sheer brilliance of Steven Spielberg. And I was kind of interested in some of the legends around here. So I would sit, in the evening um, after work, and I I type on an old typewriter on my bed in my parents' old fashioned. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And um, my mom would come by and she'd say, "What are you writing?" I'd say, "I'm writing about this." And she said, "Well, write. Why don't you write about something you know?" And that turned out to be the greatest advice I ever received because I took I took the ideas that I had. And over the years, learned dialogue, learned from interviewing people, learned how to create situations. And God bless mom, she was absolutely right because I've had people tell me that the dialogue moves the book and it moves it forward and it creates the characters. And I'm so very blessed to have it. How do you you come up with all the characters? I mean, when, when I've read parts of the book, you really do feel like you are in that darn book. Like you like close your eyes and you're like, oh my gosh, I am right here. So how did you come up with the characters? Were they friends? Were they acquaintances? Or were they just Bill's amazing imagination? Well, um, that's very nice of you to say that, first of all. But uh, Jim Post in uh, Blood Mountain has a great deal of me in it. And... Um, his wife, uh, Terry, has a great deal of Teresa. And mm. his best friend, Corey, has a great deal of um, my best friends that I've known in my life. And this goes back to what my mother said, right about what you know. Well, I know these characters. But here's the interesting thing, and this might freak the audience out a little. But when I sit down to write, a lot of times you're wondering where you're going to go. And yeah. then you are typing and your characters take over. They tell you where they want to go. And that has that, I, you know the ending of the book before you even write it, but you don't know how to get there. 
and the characters the tell journey. you how to get. That's it. Yeah, so like, they tell you how to take so the journey. So you're sitting down and you're mm -hmm. typing or writing and you, you already know the character. Um, uh -huh. And as you're sitting there, is it like, not like a dream, but is it like your mind is just going along the journey and you're just typing it and you're like, whoa, like where'd that come from? Exactly, exactly. A lot of times I'll introduce new characters because one of the characters is saying something, but it's, it's not complete without the introduction of a new character. So this character is saying to me, I need this foil, I need this muse, I need somebody to play off of in this sequence. And that's how it happens. And I know it sounds weird, but I'm very happy with it. No, it doesn't sound, it, it's, it's life. Think about it. I feel like it's mm -hmm. life. Like you're, you're on a yeah. journey and you're not really sure where you're, like, like you're, you're going to the beach on a picnic. Mm -hmm. And you're in the car and you're, oh my God, I, f I forgot this. So we stop at this store and then you meet this person behind the cash register and then you get to the beach and oh my God, the people sitting next to you. So I feel like sometimes in life, I don't feel I know that we have to be aware of what's in front of us. So if you're writing a story, you need to be aware of where the character's going. And like, we need to know, okay, like I need to know that this person sitting next to me at the beach, maybe I need to know them. Maybe I don't, but you know what? If somehow they come up, they say hello, or the ball gets tossed or the Frisbee gets tossed and you guys talk, it changes the whole course of your day because now you have a new character, a new friend. And I feel like when you're writing your story, it's the same way. I, I can see that vision of your character going, okay, well, now I got to go do this. So I need this other person to come in in the storyline. But it's, I mean, it's just crazy. But to come up with but the theme, though, how'd you come up with the theme or the title? Because that's all part of it as well. Okay. Now, you want to talk about the first book? Um, yeah, let's talk the about the first book because that's the um, one forever. <laughs> yeah, this is Blood Mountain, and it was originally yeah. called The Beast. Uh, right. But The Beast had been an overworked title. So I was trying to figure out what to do, and I was going back on the original story idea. Are you familiar with the Lovelock Cave? Yeah, a um, little bit. Not a lot. Yeah, right? it's close to Lovelock, and... They did find uh, a lot of my stuff begins with real historical History. fact. And then your mind goes, what if? So this is, they found the race of bones of the giants um, in the Lovelock cave. They were red haired. Um, old uh, Indian legends, Native American legends said that they were uh, cannibalistic. And uh, this goes back to the Great Lahontan Sea, Lake Time, and whatnot. And uh, so the tribes came together to defeat them and drive them out. And what happens if they didn't get them all? So the novel fast forwards to South Lake Tahoe, present time, a, a fictional community on the outside. It's a funny thing. People have read the book, they go, Where's Norlake? Where's Norlake? I've been on a map. Well, it's not there. It's a fictional town. So, uh, you know, they've got to look at it. But uh, that's the way the whole thing develops. Uh, you take something um, 
For instance, uh, the second book, The Alien, begins with, uh, and that's this guy right here, by the way. Let's look at the alien. Yeah. 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 So this begins with an actual incident out of Project Blue Book that uh, happened in 1957. And a UFO, oh. according to Project Blue Book, entered American airspace over a night in New York, was tracked all the way across the United States until it blew up over central Nevada when it was being intercepted by the closest jet fighters we could get to. Well, that's in Project Blue Book. But and what? that's true. I mean, that, that that's a real project. Yeah, that's, that's, real that's what the like, Air Force reported. Right. Yeah. So then no, yeah. you take the same theory. What if? What if it didn't blow up? So the book takes off and runs from there. And um, the characters in that are uh, are great people. It happens well, almost all in Nevada. Well, again, um, were they people I you knew? To write like about, I, I love to write about people that are marginalized, that feel that maybe they don't have a role in society, but suddenly they're elevated to try to help others. And in my books, they're all supernatural thrillers and sci-fi. In my books, they wind up helping save the world. So um, it's to let people know that no matter who you are, you are important and you are singular in this universe. There is no one else like you and you can do good things. You know what? I'm going to read my quote. I, this, okay. I'm telling you, I get goosebumps. I have to read the quote because this is so today. So I just hit my little bells on here. Okay, here you go. I never regret anything because every little detail of your life is what made you into the you are in the end. Drew Barrymore. So I wrote, remember to enjoy the moments on your journey. And you know, you, if you are listening, are your very, very best. But think about that quote. I'm telling you, I already had it printed. I did not know that that we were going to be even talking in this realm today. But I feel like I am so blessed because I it's like my intuition picks these because I think, okay, you know, I have all these quotes to pick from and I literally spent an hour like, and I'm like, looking, nope, 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 that one. Okay. Put that there. And I, mm -hmm. I do this every week to make sure that when I, when I prep that I have a quote that means something to me. And every single time when I'm on my show and I do this, it fits. It, the universe is amazing yeah. sometimes. So yeah, um, anyway, I'll wait for break. So um, we're going to take another break and we come back. Um, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into some, into, ah, into some of your other characters. So it's City Talk with About Tom Dub and Bill Brown. We love you. So hang tight and we'll be right back. That's what you said. Come on, let's have some fun with About Town Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to City Talk. I am your host, About Town Deb, Debbie McCarthy. I am with Bill Brown, amazing author. We're talking about his incredible books. They're a little scary, 
but you know, yes, they they're are. all, you know, <laughs> they're very scary. But I love the fact that you start all the books you were saying with um, actual, actual facts or things of our community, of our mm -hmm. state and people, the characters are, you know, people you know, but then they become the character in the book and your books just take on a life of your own as you're creating them and writing them. And I know there's right. people out there who would love to write a book, who thought about writing a book. And to think that you retire and the pandemic hits and you are whipping out book after book after book. So how does one do that? Number one, and we, I want to go back to the alien because I know in Nevada, a lot of people, um, you know, we have that history of um, what's that uh, area 51? Is it area 51? Oh, yes. The right you visit that in the alien. Yes. I have. Yeah. See, yes. I've never been there. But I'm going to tell, I don't know if I should even tell this. Well, it's been a long time. So I know that my dad, Papa Tony, uh, worked at Lockheed. And I worked at Lockheed Aircraft. Mm -hmm. um, but he worked at it forever and ever and ever before I was even born. And right about that time that you're talking about, he would, um, and I could talk about this because it's not secret anymore, but they would literally take his, his engineering team and his crew from Lockheed in Burbank, and they would put them on an airplane, not tell them where they're going, and he exactly. they would fly them somewhere. They would go in somewhere, and he never was allowed to tell us where he went. And he would work there, and he would be there for a couple of days, and then he'd come home, and he would just say, yeah, "I was, you know, we were on location or whatever, um, trap, whatever," and he never could tell us because it was all top secret. And Papa Tony's a good secret keeper. But when it was all released, <laughs> he he did say a little something. Um, he was saying that he had a piece of material that he brought back. Mm -hmm. And you're not supposed to, a little tiny piece. And he put it in his tool shed, his toolkit. And way back when, years ago, um, it was in Hemet, and somebody stole the toolkit when his garage was open, his big thing. And he was so bummed because he said, I don't care about anything else. But it was a piece of history that I had. And whoever got it wouldn't know what it was. And but so no. I kind of feel no. like it's not. I mean, I think there's a lot of history and a lot of facts that we don't know. So you being able to share your stories and shed a little bit of light, a little bit of mystery to it is kind of cool. Well, after the um, after the explosion, supposed explosion, it yeah. fast forwards. And uh, we find out in the alien that um, it didn't explode. So it's somewhere out there. And it, it, the scene shifts to um, Gerlach and a cabin up in the mountains where a guy has just been jilted by his wife and his whole life oh. is going wrong. And he's, he's getting a gun out and he's trying to kill himself, but he can't even figure out to work the gun. Then another UFO lands in the hills behind him, and he goes running up there, and he meets, I'm not giving too much away, he meets a second alien, and this alien has come to Earth to decide whether or not it should be saved from the bad alien who is here. So it involves um, the highest levels of government, it involves fantastic chases, shootouts in Vegas casinos, attacks on Los Angeles, and a final pivotal battle 
over the Arctic, the North Pole, um, which the alien is trying to influence the climate. And I'm not going to let you know how everything lines up, but uh, the characters, I had one of the readers wrote back to me and she said, I love this. She said, I laughed, I cried, I loved everyone in this book. And that's the oh. finest compliment you can get. Yeah. So no, I, I totally book, agree. Yeah. In the third yeah. book, The Beast, we had oh. another, another great compliment is when an author creates a set of characters and people write to you and say, we want more of them. We want to know yeah. more about them. It means that you've written something that involves them with that character. So characters from the first book, Blood Mountain, <gasps> show up in that one again. Oh. And again, they're in a fight to save uh, the world. But here's where we introduce a very strong Native American influence. This takes place, and we also did in Blood Mountain, but this takes place in Chicago, where uh, Native Americans are being forced off of what little land they have left by evil developers, and good developers are being killed. And then the special forces intervention team, which is the characters from the first one, have to go in and solve the problem. And this one is probably more scary than any of them because it's right up front. And uh, so, but those characters continue and they come back in the one which is coming out, uh, which will be out soon called It Waits. And I don't have a book to show you, but Ooh, this it time waits. and It Waits, the sixth one, they are down at the great Navajo Nation where the same problem is happening and they have to solve the problem. Here's the interesting thing though. The members of this, they're all either Green Beret or Jim Post who from the first book is not Green Beret, but he's brought in to handle all the government things that the Green Beret team has to handle. The Green Beret team is composed of a full-blooded Apache, um, uh, a, a um, uh, full-blooded, um, not a Navajo, um, but there's uh, a full-blooded Sioux in it. And then there's an African-American in it and they're all Green Beret. And they have to fight this thing. And that final book, by the way, features an appearance by Old Scratch. You know who that is? No, who's that? Old Scratch is, is a reference to the devil. <laughs> oh, I don't see, I don't like the devil. So maybe that's why I don't know about him. Old Scratch. Yeah, is that, no, is that another uh, label that people used for many, many years because they didn't want to say the devil. That. They called him Old Scratch. But he shows up oh. and we have to find out if the good guys win or they lose. Now, I have to tell you up front, and I'm not going to give away too much because the fun is getting there. Um, but my books end with good guys winning. So you've got to figure out how they're going to get there. And that is the fun. No, I, I get that. We, we want to scratch that old bad guy right out of the book. I don't know. <laughs> but I know you got to have some bad guys. I know you got to get, have a few bad guys to make it interesting. I get it. I just like the good yeah. guys. I don't know. I'm the Pollyanna in the group, but no, it is. I, 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 I love the, I love the idea you're bringing back the characters. That's a huge deal. Cause I know, um, when I was 
had way more time before kids, I would read a lot of Danielle Still. Of course, you can figure I would read Danielle Still probably. But she had a series that she had <clears throat> that was like, I don't know, five or six books. And I was like, I, I had it, it had to continue. I wanted to know those characters and I wanted I wanted more and more and more. And I just, I couldn't put the books down. And I feel like you're creating that for us. You're creating, like, we can't wait for that character to come back because you fall in love with them. And you whether they're a hero or like, I, know, I probably wouldn't be happy if you brought bad guys back, but they do that in soap operas too. They keep bringing the bad guys back. But that's what makes it interesting. No, once and, the bad guys are gone, they're gone. Then I'm happy, so. but... They, they oh, tend yeah. to keep coming back, so, you know, even in our world today. Yeah. So continue on. Yes. Not, not in my books. Um, good. The whole thing is, is formulated around good guys trying to figure out how to beat the bad guys. You know what these are, Deb. Uh, when I was young, my dad gave me a book called um, Tarzan of the Apes by Edgar Rice Burroughs. Oh. And then he gave yeah. me another one uh, called John Carter of Mars which they later made oh. into a movie by Disney. These are fondly called pulp. They're not, um, they're not the great American novel. I don't want to be known as the great American novelist. I want to be known as a very good storyteller who draws you in and makes you care about these characters and makes you care about the future of this planet. And that is heavily involved in all of my books. We have to defend Mother Earth, and that's what these guys do. Oh, that's even better. So not only are you entertaining yeah. us, we're 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 getting a good lesson on how to take care of Mother Earth and how to be really good people. And I feel like no matter how old we are from beginning to the end, we always could use that reminder about hey, this is our place, this is our Earth. And if we want it to continue on for our families, then we need to be good to it and we need to take care of it. And I feel like sometimes it's shaken up right now um, saying, hey, people, get your act together, you know. So I, I love yeah. that you can take your stories and um, bring a little bit of that in. So as we're reading, we're, we're learning, we're getting nudged, tapped on the head like, hey, pay attention. So it's good that you can there, create all of that. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So in the there's definitely a message, and it's about it's about people who who don't think that they're good enough, but they are, and they try to do very good things. This this one, Gabriel's Horn. Um, uh, have, have you seen Have you seen the videos about strange sounding horns in the world? Uh, you can see them on YouTube. No. You see them on all the ghost no, channels. I have these horns sound and. And they sound in remote areas near villages, and scientists can't figure out why they're there. They can't explain Ooh. them. Gabriel's horn says that perhaps these horn sounds are from the book of Revelation. And they're Ooh, the beginning oh. of the seven trumpets. They're the beginning of the oh. seven trumpets of the end. Now, normally, that would be the seven trumpets would mean um the second coming okay now we go okay well before so before you get us too scared we're going to take a break <laughs> and we're going to come okay. back hear a little bit more about that <laughs> and i would invite you 
to read a little bit, a snippet from one of the books. So hang tight, City Talk About Time Deaf with Bill Brown. Be right back. Help from her toes to her head, just give her a shout. Call About Town Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now back to the show. And welcome back to the fourth and final segment. It goes by so fast. Bill Brown, I'm so yes. happy that you're joining me today. I kind of like being at home. Oh, before I forget, so you see there is an open spot here. This is really heavy, and this is going to be going up next. And it says, with love from Reno. And Brianna oh, Dolan. Yeah, look at this. I'm going to hold it still for a minute. With love from Reno, Brianna Dolan is an amazing artist, and her dad is an artist. They moved to the area. Um, she is actually married to one of the Dolan's um, nephews. I think she's a nephew to the Dolan. And um, they have a new art gallery, um, Reno Art Collective downtown, mm -hmm. and they're bringing lots of good art to our community. So I'm excited. And she gifted me that. She was on the show, and I'm that will be up here somewhere here right there. Um, I just haven't put it up yet because I just haven't. One of those, I'm a procrastinator. A little thing about Deb, I am a procrastinator. But I don't think Bill is a procrastinator because you get things done. So let's let's go back <laughs> to finishing up what you were talking about because it was a little scary. And um, let's talk about that, and then I'm going to have you read a snippet. So let's go back to your last book. Well, we, we went through Gabriel's Horn, and you like the fact yeah. that my novels deal with things that happen today. Um, this is yes. the fifth one, and it's called The Ghost Within. And it's, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but this actually happened. Again, another, uh, we begin with the fact, and then we let the mind okay. just go and go. Um, scientists in Morocco recently discovered a race of humanoids that pre-exist man. They are in no way related to man. So they are trying to, and they're not Neanderthal, they're, they're nothing. They are completely unknown, but they say they existed. So the book takes off from there. And as they bring this back and they're doing samples uh, for the Smithsonian in Washington and they're doing their scrapes for the DNA, something is released which is not friendly. And this, mm. once again, it's uh, the catch line on it is sometimes there are places science should not go. Sometimes there are things that should not be known. And so it takes off and it runs from there and it's got it's got great characters in it, and uh, it involves the president. Uh, some of the books, uh, for instance, Gabriel Horn, Gabriel's Horn, a lot of it takes place in the Vatican with the Pope. So wow. um, this is how far-reaching we try to make this. Gabriel's Horn hopefully helps people rethink how they see religion. And it's not so much rings and hats that we need to kiss and that sort of thing. It's how we look at God. Um, this one is how do we look at science? How do we come to understand the unknown? And it gets a little scary. So. Wow. 
Jeez, it's a little <laughs> uncomfortable. I don't, <laughs> but see, I, I'm a little bit edgy. It's like, oh, but I, I like the idea that you're making us uncomfortable. I feel like I like staying in my little box. I like being in my little bubble. And every now and then I'm forced to get out of my bubble and I'm not happy about that. But I always right. learn something when I get out of the bubble. But I would feel safe knowing that I'm reading, if I'm reading your books, I know at the end I'm going to be okay. <laughs> I, I yeah, kind of, I mean, okay. I, I, I'm going to be okay. And we're all going to be okay if we pay attention to what you're saying and, um, and be open That's to our own point. imagination. It's just to be open yeah, to it. Um, I love your. I'd love you to read a little snippet and tell us which, which snippet you'd like to read. And um, I want to hear it. I'm, I want to sit back and just close my eyes and listen. So what snippet? Okay. Well, this is, um, this is from the uh, seventh book novel, but it's a collection of short stories. And they're all supernatural thrillers. But again, they all have messages. And this concerns a guy by the name of Hank, who's driving to a Northern California town where he's going to try to help them develop. Um, he's tired of living in San Francisco. He, he wants to find a place where clients can come to him that's near the ocean, maybe over a cliff, and he can build a studio. But he's driving late at night. And as he's going down the road, that we've all heard the urban myth the legend of the lady in white walking along the highway and, and and nobody knows who she is or if she's threatening. Um, many towns have these. But once again, this takes um, a legend like that and tries to make a point. Let me see if I can find. Sorry about the glasses. I am in yeah, my okay. 60s, by the way. Um, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> So he's driving down the road and against, it's almost midnight, almost midnight. And against his better judgment, he's worried about her because he's a good guy. So he pulls over to the side in his truck and he says, <clears throat> ma'am, are you okay? Do you need help? It seems to be very late walking on the highway. What can I do to help? The woman didn't slow her gait, nor did she break her gaze, which was straight ahead. And to Hank, she never seemed to blink. Ma'am, please, let me call for help. If you don't trust me, let me get someone you do trust. Please, I think you need help. I mean it. Still, there was no response. And for a moment, he shrugged his shoulders and thought about rolling on. He needed to get to bed. Slowly accelerating, he pulled away, heading for what sleep he could get. But... No, that was not his way. All his life, his professional career, he would have been a lot richer if he'd spent more time worrying about money and less time about others, but that was not the way. Ma'am, I'll get back in the truck and go away, or ma'am, I'll get in the back in the truck and go away as soon as you say you're okay. Otherwise, may I help you? There was a little passage I jumped over there. The woman stopped breaking her gaze and locking eyes with Hank. Will you give me a ride to my home? Hank relaxed at the response. Yes, of course. Is it in town? No, it's just up the road a ways, but not in town. I don't live there anymore. Noting the woman still hadn't blinked and remembering how tired he was, Hank still had to ask, ma'am, you look awfully pale in your white hair. 
Should I be taking you to a doctor? No, not anymore. So what happens is he winds up dropping her off at the cemetery after she had stared at him without blinking. And she had said, you're not like them. And he says, ma'am, not like who? And he says, she says, you're not like the ones that did it. And then he stops at the gates to the cemetery. She knows his name. She knows about him. She says, I've looked into you, William. That was his true first name, William. I know you're a good man. And she gets out of the truck, walks to the gates, and disappears. Whoa. Wow. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But again, there there are bad people in this, and those bad people, he's going to find, and he's going to take care of her. I love it. I love it. How do we, the time is going by so quick. Tell us how do we get these amazing books? How do we get these? You you can go to BillBrownNovels.com. BillBrownNovels.com. The books are there and there is a link to each one on Amazon. Or Mm -hmm. if you want a signed copy, you can email me at Bill775Media at Gmail. Dot com, and I will send you out a copy that is signed to you. I'm doing another signing tomorrow night, and no, Thursday night, and another what? one on the Thursday 30th. night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we can find so this out on you your. We can find. Okay, and on the website, will you have those listed where you're going to be, or on your Facebook page? Uh, How do we find out where you're signing? Well, um, those are pretty much charity events that are sold okay. out. We'll have public signings okay. coming up in October. Okay. Okay, well keep us posted with that. And I, I the oh, time yeah. is going by really fast. So I number one, I wanna say thank you. Um, I also wanna say um, next week, we're gonna be at Wild River Grill where I love to be outside. Um, we'll have the Hall and Rye Gals and Northern Nevada Children's Cancer Foundation. They've got um, lots of stuff coming up. And this is from September to February. Anything donated um, will be doubled by the William N. Pennington Foundation grant, including my wine. So if you go to abouttowndev.wine and you buy a bottle online, instead of $1 of every bottle, $2 will be will be donated to the Children's Cancer Foundation. And if you want to buy them in person, Dorinda's Chocolate, Dulce Vita Spa, Chewy's, Noble Pie, Record Street Brewery, The Show, Sierra Food Market, Urban Market, and um, Record Street Brewery. So you could get your wine. You can go to About Town Dad on my Facebook page. I love you guys. There's lots of events coming up. Just check my page. Bowtown Deb, Debbie McCarthy, and Bill. Thank you. I'm sorry. Give Teresa my love. We'll have you back. Maybe we'll get her on as well. I love you guys. It's Bowtown Deb and Bill Brown. See you next week. Bowtown Deb.